BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage, Bring Me the News, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel and on Apple and Spotify every Tuesday and Friday. But however you consume us, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Uh, some of our loyal fans may have logged on at 6.15 and been like, well, where the hell are they? And then maybe they just got on with their lives. But we went <laughs> on late for a reason because we have breaking news that kind of involves the Vikings, but kind of not. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has signed with the New York Jets. It's been the worst kept secret in the league ever since he showed up to Jets camp and everybody chanted his name. Uh, that was probably a tell that he was going to sign there. Uh, Adam Schefter reports that Cook signed a one-year deal worth $8.6 million after incentives. The signing comes just hours after Ezekiel Elliott signed with the New England Patriots for a deal that could get him up to $6 million in incentives. Uh, as you know, the Vikings released Cook back in June after a long standoff where they tried to trade, release, do right by Dalvin, and a whole lot of other things. Uh, he was set to make just over $10 million in June after a long standoff with the Vikings. Then he was released. Uh, now that this whole thing is over, who won the deal? The Vikings or Dalvin Cook's camp? Uh, I mean, I, I think that remains to be seen or or said. Um, because we, first, we got to see how Alexander Madison does uh, as a starting running back. And then, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook has to see... How well he fits with the Jets, uh, you know, whether or not he's going to have to split carries with with Brees Hall or not or, or anybody else in that backfield. I know he wants to be the number one guy, but I think the Jets have a, a different plan for him than he might have for himself. Um, so, yeah, we just got to see if if Alexander Madison works out as the top running back in Minnesota. And then if Dalvin Cook works out with the Jets, it's kind of just a wait and see right now to see who kind of won. Um, it's kind of like when the, uh, I guess it's not the Justin Jefferson trade, but when the Vikings traded Stefan Diggs to uh, the Bills, it was kind of just a wait and see to see who won that trade. And the Vikings ended up getting Justin Jefferson. The Bills ended up getting Stefan Diggs, who costs a lot of money now. Um, and you could say that's a win-win for both sides. But right now, I would lean towards the Vikings because they're not paying a big chunk to a running back. Um, and they could still get a similar, not the same, but a similar amount 
of production with the combination of Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, and whoever else they got back there. Maybe maybe Kareem Hunt. Uh, we'll see. Um, but but yeah, this this it seemed like it was going to happen. What two weeks ago? One week ago. Um, but then Dalvin left without a deal, and I think the uh, the Zeke Elliott signing with the Patriots kind of just uh, kicked it in the in the butt a little bit, and uh, they were like, Dalvin's team was like, uh, we're probably not going to get any more money than what the Jets are offering us, so uh, let's take it on the t- let's take it now before they take it off the table, because um, Kareem Hunt is still out there, and maybe they were like, all right, we'll just we'll pay Kareem Hunt less. Um, but yeah, uh, that's an interesting team now. You got Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Garrett Wilson. Alan Lazard, uh, defense is good out there. Uh, they have a good head coach. Like they just have to go. They're battling basically against Jets franchise history luck at this point because they have all the pieces. Um, and but they they are in a very tough division and a very tough conference. So, um, but uh, it's a, it's it's an interesting signing. It makes the Jets. I think it makes the Jets a contender. Don't you? Here's my problem with the Jets. <laughs> Okay, so 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 I I just have a lot of thoughts, and a lot of them are rapid fire because the signing just happened, right? So yeah. I mean, yep. you're going to get pure unfiltered Chris here, yeah, like Monday Night Raw, but 20 <laughs> minutes early. Uh, nice main event tonight between Chris Stratus and Becky Lynch. By the way, if you want to check oh, that out, yeah. um, the Jets. Uh, Ari Marilov, or however you pronounce his name for Pro Football Focus, he's one of the top aggregators on the internet. Uh, he listed. I think he's with Pro Football Network. Pro right Football now. Network. I'm sorry. Um, he did the whole. You know, I I love these tweets because people will go online and be like, "Look at this offense. This is loaded." Yeah. Yep. And then it'll be like Carolina Panthers, like Miles yes. Sanders and Adam <laughs> Thielen, and look at all these guys. It's a juggernaut offense. Yeah. So he was like, "This is Who's like stopping mid. this." Yes, who's stopping this? Uh, Ari basically did the same thing because he listed off the Jets offense. It includes Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall, who is coming off a torn ACL. Right. All right. Let's just go. Let's go through it this way. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback. Everybody is happy. Aaron Rodgers. If you watch Hard Knocks, it was basically Hard Knocks training camp with Aaron Rodgers. And like they're they're talking about him and he's just like, (laughs) you know, what do you like about Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Aaron? Well, I think his presentations are funny. <laughs> I like yeah. Goldmember and Austin yeah, Powers. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> oh my God, I wanted to drive into oncoming traffic. Uh, Drew McGarry dropped the, you know, if you haven't been keeping up with it or, since we've last been on why the, the air. Jets suck. He has why the Jets suck and today why the Packers suck. And I would love Ooh. to repeat some of the things in the Ooh. Packers one, but it's loaded with F-bombs, like more Ooh. F-bombs than I should probably say on here. We swear all the time, but like uh, not not those to are, that degree. Go those, are always must, those are always must read every year. I got to go. Yes. Go even, even with the, you know, it's good when like they're roasting your team and you're like, this is awesome. This is great. Oh, yeah. The Vikings one is always the best because he's a Vikings fan. So he's basically just like venting and roasting himself. So, yes, <laughs> exactly. It's it's self-loathing relationships yeah but aaron Rodgers, people seem to forget this dude was so washed that people are like dude throw jordan love in and the only reason it didn't happen is because roger's ego is so big and he ran the packers to the point where i'm not playing until we fall out of contention and they rattled off four straight meaningless wins and then they ran to dan bleeping campbell who ran him out of the playoffs <laughs> Like I, I, people just forget that it's like delete from memory. Oh, he's with the Jets now, and now he has this awesome supporting cast. Let's talk about the supporting cast. Brees Hall coming off a torn ACL. Why would they sign Dalvin Cook if they were a hundred percent sure about Brees Hall's knee? Seems a little weird. 
Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson. Okay. I, I like him. <laughs> I, I like Garrett Wilson. Oh, he's I good, think yeah. he's pretty good. Uh, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers' friend. And um, yeah, that's about it. He, he's got a lot of records at <laughs> Iowa State. Uh, probably has a good lock of the week, uh, considering recent events and aims. Uh, Me Cole Hardman. He's not your Cole. He's me Cole. Um, kick returner extraordinaire played with Patrick Mahomes, Corey Davis, one of the biggest first round busts in recent memory, uh, as the number five overall pick Randall Cobb, Randall, when Chris or when Aaron Rodgers unfurled his Chris Jericho list to like sign with the jets, (laughs) he was Randall Cobb was like arm bar on there. Just like I would like, uh, Alan Lazard, uh, Hardman. Randall Cobb, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Randall Cobb. Just like <laughs> looking right in the thing. They go to commercial. He's still reading it off. CJ uh, Uzama. Uzima. Uh, I, I should know how to pronounce Uzama. this. but Yeah, I know. Uzama. Uh, Tyler Conklin, former hey. Viking. Uh, Jeremy Conklin. Yes. Yeah, Tyler Gronklin, right? I, I mean, but seriously, like, what are we doing here? Like everybody just, and then you add Dalvin cook. And this is what I'm getting to. Like this whole Dalvin cook thing is so freaking hypocritical on his end because really he could have gotten the, a, the same role in Minnesota with Alexander Madison. If the Vikings went up there and said, Hey, we're going to let Alex get some carries and whatever. Like we're probably going to loosen your load a little bit and you'll stay fresh throughout the season. Eh, not doing that. And this whole report, well, I'm not taking a pay cut either or whatever. Why ended up taking a pay cut? He's mm-hmm. making about half the base salary that he did in his last contract. And he's getting $2 million from the Vikings anyways. So Correct. He's getting, he's getting about 10 If, if So, he so he's getting the, about the same if he hits the incentives, yeah. which isn't isn't no. a guarantee because no. he's coming off the least efficient career. Yep. Everybody is so just in love with the Jets because there's so many names that help them win their fantasy team. Hey, guess what? Nobody gives a flying fuck about your <laughs> fantasy team, especially anybody in a front office right now, whether it's running backs, whether it's receivers, yeah. whatever. That team is ran by Aaron Rodgers, who is just playing fantasy football, assembling everybody. If Rodgers had his way, Adam Thielen would be a Jet right now, but he's not. So, like, I look at this and everybody's like, the Jets are a powerhouse. They're going to be dealt with. Look at their own division. They have to deal with Buffalo. Uh, you know, I, I mean, everybody's kind of right now Buffalo after they disappointed last year, but they still have Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, a lot of good weapons and a pretty good defense. And then they have New England, who I don't care how bad New England is. The Jets are New England's bitch. Bill Belichick basically calls them when he's just feeling bad, like, hey, girl, you up? Like, that is basically the Jets' relationship with the Patriots right now. Anytime they're feeling good, they run to the Jets. And people forgot how this team just ass-dived at the end of last year. So, no. I'm not, I mean, well, couldn't they make the playoffs? Sure. Are they going to get deleted by Joe Burrow? Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to love every second of it. So, uh, <laughs> screw the Jets. Screw are you the sure Jets. you... Are you sure you're not reading from McGarry's Jets article? Because you know, I'm not. A lot. <laughs> I think some of them, some of the points in there were a little bit rattled into my brain. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's true. Like people forgot that Rogers was like washed, and now mm-hmm. you know. And they're they're dysfunctional. The the organization has been dis- dysfunctional. They still have the same owner, still have the same people in the in the front office. Like it's a dysfunctional organization. 
there isn't a lot of reason to think like they're just going to flip it around. They got, yeah, they got some talented players, but we all know that it takes a whole lot more than just like some names to be a good team in the NFL. Just like, look at like the chiefs. They didn't, they didn't go out and sign Dalvin cook, you know, like the, the Cowboys, they had a bunch of cap space. They could have signed Dalvin cook. They didn't do that either. Um, like these teams know you don't need to spend on a running back to be, to be good. And I think the, the jets have an owner in Woody Johnson, who's like enamored with those names like Aaron Rodgers and, um, and Dalvin cook and some of those other guys, because he just, you know, he think he's thinking about merchandise and sales and, you know, publicity and all that, all that stuff. So like, what are his priorities? Yeah. They probably want to win, but he's, he's got his eyes. He's in, they're in New York. So you want to be the talk of the town. Um, but what did I tell you? Like, I don't know, like a couple weeks ago, I wrote about it too. Like Dalvin cook got really bad advice. Um, no. and he's been getting bad advice this whole time. I don't know from who. I don't know if it's, it's his agent or somebody else, but um, him, he probably cost himself money. I'm assuming that the Jets, I don't think this is the Jets probably like their first offer or whatever. This is probably like their last and final offer. Like you can take this or leave it. Um, but yeah, he if he took a pay cut with the Vikings, probably could have stayed. And, you know, if Alexander Madison doesn't do that well, then he, he becomes a top guy again. There's no guarantee of that in New York. And now he has to join a team on... August 14th, uh, he hasn't been in minicamp. He hasn't been in OTAs. He's missed almost all of training camp. They've played two preseason games, and now all of a sudden he, you're just going to throw him in there and he's going to be good to go? No, he's probably not going to be ready to like full, have a full grasp on this offense, this Nathaniel Hackett offense, um, until probably like <laughs> October, what November. What does that mean, Aaron? I don't, I don't know. The hands yeah. huh? Are like, we running it? And then you think about like him st- starting this late. He's coming off his shoulder surgery, and he's had you know soft tissue injuries in the past. So you think about him like not being in football shape. That's a real thing. Um, so yes, it's exciting. I'm sure Jets fans are like, yes, yes, yes. We got Delvin Cook today. But you know, this isn't coming from bitter Vikings fans either. We just know who the real Delvin Cook was last year, and he was not the same Pro Bowl caliber guy that was out there in 2020 and 2021. He did make the Pro Bowl, but. So did the Ravens quarterback if you're like two touchdowns. So you can say what you want about that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch Hard Knocks because uh, yeah, it's it airs tomorrow. So I don't know if they'll be able to fit that in. But NFL films are usually pretty good, so I'll probably try and get something in there about it. Um, you know, Cook likes to run into the back of his offensive line lately. Will there be another butt fumble? You think? Oh like, yeah, butt fumble two point oh, just like. Thought the hole was there. I was explosive. Whoops. Um, I mean, and, if he, you know what, it, it is totally possible. Dalvin Cook just has one more good season in the tank. He blows up, and that's the good thing for him. It's a one-year deal, so if he has a monster year, he can go back to the negotiating table. Probably not going to get like a long-term deal, but I mean, somebody yeah. will give him some money if he can re rehab his value. And when you consider it as a rehab deal. Eight point six million for a running backs, pretty good. Yeah, it is. Um, do you feel like this team is closer to reminds you more of like the the Eagles dream team back in the day, or is this more two thousand nine Vikings? Well, two thousand nine Vikings had some guys that were like already there in their yeah their in defense their prime good. basically yeah. yeah. And I mean, the Jets have young talent. Yeah, they got they Sauce have... Gardner and Quinn and Williams on on defense. Those guys are really good. They remind me of the 2018 Vikings, if we were mm, to compare mm-hmm, this to a team. Mm-hmm. Because that was a team that had a young core, and then they brought in Kirk, they got their big quarterback, and they had all this talent around them, and is, they said, okay, Dalvin go. Shel- and, and they Sheldon took Richardson? it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we can basically say that. I would say this that, yeah. 
one year yep. prove a deal trying to rehab his value and maybe yep. you know sheldon he never got back to that same level and he never got that i think he got a big deal from the cleveland browns the year after yep, yep which of did. course he did but um <laughs> you know i think that's a fair comparison here for talking about what does this oh, yeah. team remind you of 2018 vikings sounds pretty totally, damn good totally agree hey whiz kid um, yeah. uh whiz kid coordinator just Hey guys, it's called the gold zone. (laughs) I made that up. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very, I'm just very interested to see, you know, because Dalvin's been with the same team and almost the same entire offense, except for last year, uh, his entire career. Um, And the Jets don't run the same offense. Like Daniel Hackett comes from, well, who's the Doug Marone, that, that, that coaching tree, if he has one from like, Syracuse and the Bills and the Jaguars. Part of the Aaron Rodgers coaching tree, to right, be honest. Right. But. Um, yeah, yeah. But he did work with LaFleur, uh, Matthew LaFleur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Packers coach. So there might be some concepts that, that transit, translate over to the Jets that are similar that Delvin might know. But yeah, he's got to learn an entire new offense. Uh, the season starts in less than a month, and they have to play the Bills on Monday night, first game of the year. Good luck. Dun, 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 dun. It's that's gonna be so that the ratings for that are gonna be so high i know absurd it's it's gonna be a banger as the kids say uh meanwhile in minnesota there is some running back news as kareem hunt another former fantasy football hero uh visited the minnesota vikings on friday kevin o'connell once again ran down how they visit works when he was asked about it well, you see, you know, at this point of the preseason, we're just looking to improve our team anyway. And there's a guy out there who was not currently on a team. So we brought him in for a visit, showed him the entire locker room, took him to Manny's. He got drunk. He got a big stake in it. And then he said, left town without a contract. Like future future politician, Kevin O'Connor. Future politician, yes. I mean, if you can get that Manny's meal out of the uh, out of the Vikings, I, I suggest you do it, even if you don't. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't want to, uh, right. you know, sign with the Vikings, just get the stake and get out of Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like Donald Reisner and Ronald Darby and Brees Hall, like I had said, why would the Vikings do this if they weren't concerned? And should the Vikings sign Kareem Hunt for a little bit of depth? What do you think? Oh, I think it depends how much he costs. Uh, if he's going to cost what Dalvin wants, then no. Um, if he's going to even cost what Alexander Madison is getting paid, then no. Because why would you pay? How would you bring in someone and pay them more than the guy you want to be your number one back? And Madison's making around like close to three million. So, well, and, and that would set off alarm bells if you're Alexander Madison. Right. Like, wait a minute. They just gave that guy more <laughs> money than I got in free agency. Right. Maybe Alexander Madison's getting bad advice. I don't know. But, right. And I don't, I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to, I don't know what it's, it's making like the reports about him and all the news breaks and everything are making it seem like he is the caliber of Dalvin Cook or Zeke Elliott, the way that people have been talking about him. And it's like, no, this guy's been a backup for like the last four years. Um, so like he's not going to get a significant amount of money. He like at best, he might get what Alexander Madison is making next year. And, and that's at best. And I don't even know if he's going to get that. So if the Vikings are able to get him for less then yeah, I would say it wouldn't be. A terrible idea he's he's good for like a change of pace kind of guy he's really good out of the backfield as a receiver um and then they they have questions behind medicine touching looked pretty good against the seahawks in the preseason but you know can you depend on him as that number two that true number two guy um can a wong who's been hurt Dwayne mcbride looks like he's destined for the practice squad um 
and then who else? Abram Smith from XFL. Like, yeah, from, he, he seems like a practice squad guy too. Maybe I want to say best. he was from the Las Vegas Outlaws, but I don't think that's right. That's, that's a, the only XFL. That's the team old I XFL. That's um, a, the XFL. I want to say I want to say he was from the Roughnecks, Houston Roughnecks. That could be. Yeah. Ooh, who knows? I could be making up that team name anyway. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it's something you don't consider. Obviously, they did consider it, and that's why they brought him in. Um, but like Kevin O'Connell kind of alluded to, they're just kind of, you know, meeting with guys being like, Hey, are you shouldn't come in? If not, you know, maybe we can reconnect later if we need more help and we're, you know, more desperate, I guess, to, to get someone, uh, I guess after, after the preseason game against the Seahawks, a lot of people were like, they should sign Dalton Reasoner now. Cause look at it, Ed Ingram. Um, and I'm just like, uh, like, I don't really know if he would be that much better like he was he was in denver he started a lot of games but he wasn't he didn't make the pro he didn't make the pro bowl like, we we talked about <laughs> it a little bit uh me and luke braun in the last episode yeah. of the viking age on friday and i think part of it was on ingram who kind of like i want to see how ed ingram does in this uh joint practice when he's working with the starting offensive yeah. line because i think that's going to tell us a lot more than that preseason game did right. plus uh we also mentioned that uh I almost called him Sean Mannion, but uh, Nick Mullins was, as Arif Hassan put it, has a panicking in the pocket where it was like, ah, no. he was, he settled down a little bit, but yeah, at first he, he was just like, yeah. Um, who was, yeah, yeah. Cause Ed Ingram, Ed Ingram was the only first string guy who started. So he was working with like, he had Ali Udo next to him. He had Alan, Alan Ali at center who's a rookie in his very first preseason game. So like, it's not like those guys were practicing with each other every day and, and knew their tendencies and everything. So um, there could be some things that make that it might make it look like Ed Ingram is the one who made the mistake, but it could have been uh, someone else entirely. Uh, and yeah, that it seemed like just going back to the preseason game. Cause I wasn't here when you guys talked about it, but like even uh, Jaron Hall, like some of the, you know, the pressure he faced like, or the mistakes that he made. I'm like, I don't really know how much I can put that on him because he's out there with like third and fourth stringers and they, they couldn't block the Seahawks to save their life. I think they gave up like 12 pressures in the second half compared to like two in the first half. Uh, are so, you like, a Jaron Hall truther? I'm not a truther. You, I'm just, I'm, are you just, you know, I just think he's like, better well, than, well, what's he supposed to second and third no, no, stringers? Like, no, no I'm just, I and think I'm he's better here than like, if he's so good, like make some plays, dude. I think he's better than he looked on, uh, what was it? Is it Saturday? No, Thursday. Thursday. What's Thursday? Um, it's been it seems like an eternity, you know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I just think he's better than the way he looked. I think if you, not to like, if you put him in, with the Vikings starting off and said he would look a lot better. Also, Kevin O'Connell would make sure like he wasn't put in a position to fail. Um, where on Thursday, it's just like, okay, kid, go out there and like kind of show us what you can do and play and see if you can survive basically with like these practice squad players blocking for you against the Seahawks team who just always seems to be super deep and they have like random like Jake Bobo. Who is that? <laughs> oh, it's did they Jake make Bobo. did they did they make did they make that person up right before the game? Like <laughs> it was it was one of the uh, Madden generated players. You no, know who didn't uh, know who Jake Bobo did. was? Andrew Booth Jr. He had no idea who he was, <laughs> and he blew right by. Him. He thought he was the trainer. Yeah, he's like, he's oh, like, this will be easy. Where's, and, where's Jake Bo- Bobo? Oh no! Yeah, oh. he's behind you. Uh oh, it's yeah. Bobo. Yeah. Um, not not to be confused with Mobo. Who the oh, uh, yeah. Santa's little helper Randy uh, from yes, the draft a couple years ago. <laughs> um, 
Santa's Little Helper is an awesome nickname. Like, yeah. why is he called that? And then I describe it. Oh, gotcha. Um, Kareem Hunt. So, so let's talk about the backfield specifically. We talked about all this depth stuff. Um, Kane Wong was out with an undisclosed injury right now. Kevin O'Connell updated everybody uh, on Saturday about it. Wong did not play in Thursday's game against while, the Seahawks. Right? What's that? Yeah, been he's been, he's while, been right? out pretty much the entire training camp, I think. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Ty Chandler did well, 70 yards on 15 carries. Abram Smith and Dwayne McBride were just guys. Um, yep. Wong Wu is interesting to me in this whole thing because I don't think his roster spot is secure. The NFL oh, kickoff no. rules are a big deal for guys like Wong Wu who turn yep. kicks and don't do much else. Um, you're going to want teams wanting to call that fair catch and getting the ball at the 25. You can't return punts. It's almost like office space. Like, what is it exactly that you do here? Well, I return punts or return kicks. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, there was also an interesting note by, I believe, Alec Lewis of The Athletic, who said Wang Wu was kind of lining up everywhere, kind of has that offensive weapon role. Like, it seemed like a last resort to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's also the fact that Hunt has been pretty washed since his rookie year in the league. Uh, he hasn't rushed for a thousand yards since his rookie season in 2017. Um, that dude was going to make so much money before he kicked that woman in the back. Uh, <laughs> because, and I'm not, Crazy. I'm not making fun of that. I, I'm no, just no, no. saying like he was a rushing champion in his first year. Yeah. I think he only fumbled once on his first carry. Like he was on the path to like making one of the last big running back contracts. And he would have multiple and, rings. Right. And I think the Chiefs kind of knew. They're like, hey, it's a system. And I mean, they released him because of the video. Like, they didn't release him because they thought he was a system back. But that might have been part of it. Because a couple years later, the Chiefs went in the seventh round. And all hope was gone. And then, oh, there he <laughs> is, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, the modern day running back. Oh, you spent $8 million on Dalvin Cook. We have Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, um, I'm laughing. Since I gotta, then. I got to show you yeah. something real quick. What, what's that? You were, we were just talking about the hype around the Jets offense. And, and look what the, the NFL just did. Did somebody tweet it out? Oh, NFL no. official account. Oh, baby. <laughs> Who's going to stop him? <laughs> Who's gonna uh, stop them? How long have they had that ready? How long? How long have they had that ready? Since uh, everybody was chanting, you know, since Rich the Eisen in- was drooling the, over Dalvin, the Cook social and- media intern in the NFL office was like, oh, finally, I made this like three months ago. You get to use this. <laughs> just got it in the back pocket. Just like yeah. they probably had one with the Dolphins ready to go. Like, oh yeah, six Dolphins. months ago, and they're yeah. like, oh, I I never got to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunt has averaged three point eight yards per carry since. Or I think it's 4.2 since 2017, or at least since he left the uh, Chiefs. And he averaged a career low 3.8 yards to carry with the Browns. I know it's the Browns. I know they struggle. And I know they would rather give the ball Nick Chubb 500 times and pay him a quarter than uh, use their backup running back. But between Kenneth Darby, Dalton Reisner, and Hunt, it sounds like Darren Wolfson believes that TJ Hawkinson is a priority right now. What they yeah. say, he's got an ear infection. Is that what's going on? Yes, an ear infection that's throwing off his equilibrium. So basically, it's. I've just, had that's no joke, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah. have. <laughs> you funny. have two I kids. Can, you you yeah, had I, your own ear yeah, infection. I, I can relate because my kids, yeah. They, I have one kid who had got tubes in his ears for ear infections. I have another one who's going to get tubes in his ears for ear infections. My wife gets ear infected. I'm the only one. Like, I somehow avoid these. These hereditary uh, ear infections. Um, 
but yeah, they're they're no joke. Cause yeah, my wife, adult ear infections are painful. Uh, and like it's a distracting pain. It's not like a, a severe pain where like you can't walk or or whatever, but like it's distra- nagging, distracting. So I I I totally understand um, Hawkinson's ear infection diagnosis if that's indeed what it is. Because you know before we're like he's got an illness, and I think uh, I think the Vikings or even Hawkinson might have been a little fed up with all of us speculating like, oh, you got an illness, or are you doing a whole? His tummy seems to uh, hurt every yeah. time he talks, thinks about his contract. Because you're showing Weird. up to practice in uniform, but you're not practicing, but. The ear infection seems legit. That's that's not something you just make up. So at least yeah, they didn't I go with that. bilateral leg weakness. That would that would have been. What's that? What's that from? Have you never heard of that? No. So Joe Maurer, who is like one of the greatest twins of like yeah. my, you know, there's Kirby Puckett when I was a kid, but like in my adult right. lifetime, Joe Maurer's like he's like Tony Gwynn out here, except. Half the fan base hates him because he didn't hit he hit 29 home runs last one year and then he never came close to it because they moved out of the metronome. But um, I think it was that following year after he signed like a hundred and eighty-four million dollar contract, he went on the injured list and like nobody could like figure out what to do. So the twins were just like, ah, bilateral leg weakness. And there he's like that? What is that? And <laughs> like, it, it's not like a punchline in Minnesota sports history. Like, he's like, when somebody goes out, it's like, oh, do they have bilateral? Like, Byron <laughs> Buxton's going to get bilateral leg weakness. Actually, he's just going to like break a bone because that's like half of his injuries. But it's like um, a Vikings player having a knee issue. Right. Yes. So surprising. Yes. So, so I'm out on Kareem Hunt. You're out. That 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 sound like a good transition point. <laughs> You're you don't you you don't want him to the Vikings to sign him, even if they can get him for like well, well like one point five. Because I'm they thinking get him for one point five. I mean, I think about it. You also have to consider, you know, how does this person fit in the room? I think that's a big thing you yeah. have to consider. And he's he's made it with the Browns for I don't know how many years it's been, but About four, I, I mean, you kind of gotta consider that. Also, Quasi. Adolfo Mensa came from the Browns. He was part of the regime that, that yes. signed Kareem Hunt. So he pretty familiar with him and his background. And I don't think he's gotten in trouble since then. Since that. No, that no, no, no. To his credit. Yeah. There hasn't so. been too much. There's been worse things that have happened in Cleveland um, oh, since yeah. Kareem Hunt has shown up. <laughs> Um, including Johnny Menzel. There's a good, uh, there's a, a good transition. That's good. Um, the Netflix documentary untold Johnny football came out last week and holy shit. Is it awesome? Uh, I watched this last week. You watched it over the weekend and you sent me a text, uh, just like we need to talk about this. So, um, what do you want to talk about? Um, well, was it a documentary or was it more like a highlight reel of his uh, time at Texas A&M? Cause I was it like, was both. Because <laughs> that was like 45 minutes of the documentary and then 50, the, the other 15 minutes were like, oh, yeah, he went oh, to yeah, he did drugs. Oh, yeah, he went to the Browns. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did drugs. Oh, yeah, he got in an argument, domestic dispute with his girlfriend or whatever. He's good now. He's partying. Um, it was, it, uh, yeah, it was weird. He clearly um, was paid for it. I think it's pretty obvious because he's going around. He's going around like promoting. He went around to like every. He went to McAfee. He went to Lebetard. He went to a bunch of everywhere to like promote it. Um, you probably don't do that if like <laughs> you didn't get any money for it. Um, and it seemed like yeah, it just seemed like they just glossed over his problems. I will say this: in college, 
when he was in college, I don't, I didn't give a fuck what he did. He's a college kid. Like any, any kid, any person who was in college, almost like at his age was doing the same thing, but he was just in the spotlight. Um, and I also don't, don't care that he fucked over the NCAA because they were making so much money off of him. And he was like, cool. I'm making like 30 grand off of autographs. I like, give me a break. Um, so I don't care about that. But afterwards when he was kind of like, I didn't watch film, you know, I didn't really care. I just wanted to party. It's like, all right, at some point, like, you got to, like, kind of look in the mirror and, like, do you, is this what you want to do? Obviously, it wasn't. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I used to, I I still root for the guy. I, I want, I wanted the Vikings to draft him. And I think. No, you weren't you know, alone. No. Uh, yeah. When they drafted, when they, when they drafted Anthony Barr, everyone was like, no. I think that whole draft party. I remember like seeing video from it. I've t- like I've told you the just... story about Anthony Barr that I have, right? Um, I don't know about that. So, so uh, uh, I had a friend over for that pick, and he. Oh, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so for those who hadn't heard it, basically they took Anthony Barr. And he wasn't at the draft, and my friend started screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> He's not at the draft. What is this? <laughs> so that's like a joke now. If somebody's not at the draft. Like when yeah. Justin Jefferson got taken, I texted him, man, he's not even at the draft, even though nobody was at the draft. And you know you know who Johnny Manziel's first quarterback's coach was, right? Kevin O'Connell. It was. You see him, his little brief cameo during the pro day or whatever. And no. his agent. Yeah, he, 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 oh, he just, it was. Agent. It, <laughs> what a fucking jackass. Ooh, um, like, yes. that's Kyler Murray's agent. Oh. Um. Yeah, it's very obvious. Um. It, he's, he like... He, I don't know. He had the worst. He landed with the worst agent. He had the worst like people around him, like friends wise. He landed with one of the worst NFL franchises. So like he didn't have a lot going for him once he left Texas A&M. Um, he was pretty much set up to fail. But he also contributed to that as well with his his drug use and drinking and all that. Um, but I would like to think that if he landed with Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, what what was this twenty fourteen? I'd like to think he had a. I wouldn't. I'm not going to go out and say he would have succeeded and, and done well in the NFL and, and stayed in the NFL longer than two years. But I would like to think that he would have a better shot at remaining in the NFL or at least having some sort of career in the NFL. Because Mike Zimmer, like players, liked him because he held them accountable. And at the end of at the end of his tenure, yeah, it got a little. You know, he was lashing out at people and everything. But in the beginning, there were a lot of Vikings players who said something similar to, "I would run run through a wall." A run through a wall for Mike Zimmer. And that was said by multiple players, you know, Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Stefan. I don't know if Dick said it. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> uh, I've run all the way to Buffalo for Mike Zimmer. Uh, yeah. Chad Greenway, <laughs> you know, but Brian Robinson, like a lot of these guys that were like, you know, he may be hard on you, but it's for a reason because he thinks you have a more than you're, you know, putting out or, or offering. So I would like to think that Johnny Menzel would have had a better shot. With the Vikings, not saying he would have succeeded, but he would have had a better shot in the NFL if he landed with the Vikings and with the Browns. Now, I think you've been reading my articles, and now you're just saying them verbatim <laughs> on air. Like, come on, man. Like, call a spade. Did a you spade write about here. it? I didn't even see it. I, I did write about it for Zone okay. Coverage, which you can go check out at zonecoverage.com. Yeah, go check it I know out. This, and, and go check out all the stuff at thevikingage.com, obviously, because we have great Yay. content as well. Advertise <laughs> here in just a little bit. But. <laughs> Um, I loved it because this was like injecting a football into my neck just with all the high school highlights and like 
all of Manziel's stories. Like that would, that's what I loved so much about it. You said it was like 45 minutes. And the, yeah, I, I mean, that's probably why I like the documentary. And you mentioned it was kind of like swept on the rug and like, oh yeah, you did drugs and like party. But <laughs> hey, check out the, the Donnie's highlights. Donnie football, man. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And like you look at, uh, here was my counterpoint with all the Mike Zimmer stuff, because I agree with you. If you get a coach like Mike Zimmer, with Johnny Manziel, maybe he kind of pushes him a little bit. Maybe he goes, Hey, you have a great opportunity here. Like, I know you got screwed over in college, but like you're getting paid now. Like you have a chance to make a lot of money here and be the quarterback. Plus that locker room, that locker room could have definitely elevated him a lot more than Cleveland. Cause I don't think anybody was happy in Cleveland. That being said, I think Manziel was just broken at that point with all the stuff that had happened um, with his high school friend, with the autograph thing, which is such a big scandal. Like, think about it now. And I texted you this. Like, pennies. how much money yeah. would Johnny Manziel had made oh if he God. had NIL? Like, he right. would have he like he would have stayed all four years in college. Just like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make more money. Like, you know, people talk about like WNBA right now. Paige Beckers is a Minnesota native, and she's like. Mm-hmm. The next big thing in women's basketball. And it was like, oh, why don't you go pro to the WNBA? She's like, I'm going to make more money on this high V NIL deal than, you know, with the links or whatever. Um, Like NIL is for real because there's no legislation behind it. There's not. I mean, it's it's basically turning into like Major League Baseball where like the Yankees just throw five hundred million dollars at Shohei Otani and they get him. Um, that that's kind of the direction they're heading with college sports right now, but he's right. Like Texas A&M made a bunch of money off of him. Um, you know, they were selling his jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) made money off. And Cliff Kingsbury used him as a stepping stone basically Mm -hmm. because he, he had Manziel. Then he goes over to, which by the way, that coaching staff with Kevin Sumlin and Cliff Kingsbury, the most laid back thing ever. And like you said, yeah, I I don't really care if a guy gets busted with a fake ID or whatever like that. It's not ideal, but it's not like, oh, my God, you should be (laughs) reprimanded for that. Why? Why do you have a fake ID as a 19 year old? Uh, That's kind of that's kind of the. That's kind of the mentality Kingsbury said he kind of had. He was like, sometimes, you know, you just got to let Johnny be Johnny. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And him showing, showing up uh, hungover to the Mississippi State yeah. walkthrough. It's like and sweating like, vodka. You better, you better play your ass off. Yeah, and he did. <laughs> but, and but, it's a lot, easier, a lot easier to do that in college, you know, than the NFL. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, in, in the NFL, you don't have the luxury that he had at college where it was go beat Alabama and then go party with a whole bunch of co-eds or whatever in the NFL, you have to watch film. You have to do all that stuff. And like, you know, him too, at that point, he was probably just like, I'm so done and burned out on football. Like I don't want to play anymore. And I think the same problems would have happened in Minnesota where he would have been the face of the franchise. He would have been anointed the savior and he would have loved Chris Thomas. Chris Thomas and Johnny Manziel <laughs> interviews. That's I called what Johnny I Manziel, but he hung up on me and uh, didn't uh, didn't respond. Yeah, um, so many of those tweets. What? And, uh, and of course, too, he he wound up. He said in the doc that he wound up, you know, trying to commit suicide. So I mean, I think hey, it was, was more than like kind of like just glossed over. Point. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> that's kind of well, I committed suicide, big. and then oh, here's him golfing with his dad. That, that, like, that, hmm. that seems kind of big that you yeah. bought a gun with the purpose to shoot yourself and it didn't work. Um, but yeah, I just don't think he was ever he was ever had the mentality to be that big of like a celebrity because he was massive. 
like it was more than just sports like he was like like tmz level like follow you everywhere you go celebrity now he you know he liked it when he was in college because he got to hang out with like drake and uh, all those athletes and everything and it was awesome but eventually yeah when you're struggling and and people start following you asking you know like what's going on at like some of your worst moments that's when you're like i don't want to do this anymore um and he even said like i think it was after they beat alabama um after every game he would go and like find his parents um and he couldn't find them because there were just so many people like wanting his autograph and celebrating and stuff and he would he, his mom said like he had like this big look of fear in his eye because he was just like this this is not fun because there's just so many people and some people are built for the spotlight like Justin Jefferson he's not like everyone look at me but he can handle it um you know a lot of those guys but not Aaron Rodgers obviously um he just just give him as much attention as you like over give him attention he that's what he wants um but yeah, I just don't think because if he was, I feel like after his career, we'd, we would have seen him, you know, may, maybe doing his own podcast or something or like more in the public eye. But he's like pretty low. Um, and I think he he likes it that way. Um, but yeah, it's weird how how they were like he went to rehab and everything. And then the last scene is like him drinking a beer with like his dudes. Like, so yeah, I thought that was, they were like they had like the little like shotgun cork thing. Not, yeah. not that I'm judging him for like, how, I mean, if he can handle it. Sure. Right. Break but away. Like, what but was it the... is a little weird. <laughs> yes. But it did, doesn't seem like, yeah, we don't know like if he does it every day or anything or anything, but um, it was a uh, interesting. Yeah, lay, lay off the Coke. Like just stick to a... alcohol. Like All those on. untold like documentaries are kind of weird. They seem like, like the Manti Teo one, like there seemed like there's some stuff missing and like um, there's other ones too as well. But like, I don't know. Like it seems like there's, there's still more stuff that we, they could have dove deeper and they didn't really do. It was just, it was mostly about his time in college. Maybe that's, that, maybe that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I don't feel like I learned a lot except for like him not reading the playbook at all and him attempting to commit suicide. Those are like the only things that were kind of new that came out of it. But yeah, I was, I was um, a money man. So guy back in the day, I will admit. And the Vikings reportedly, they well, that, they were pretty, high, they the were pretty other, high on Manziel. That was the other weird thing. It's like they're saying all these teams did their homework, and I texted Cleveland. There is a Peter King report out there that said six teams wanted to trade up for 22 to go get Manziel. So, I mean, either Eric Burkhart was just slamming the, you know, slamming the Blackberry or whatever at that point. And, I mean, he was going to have his, he's going to have his uh, dad yeah, have, bake a take heart a heart attack. attack. Yeah, what the fuck? Skip the scouting hotline. <laughs> He's agents, if, man. If if my kid or if I had an agent that said that, I'd be like, all right, you're done. I'm gonna get someone else who can like right. solve this yeah. normally. I know it's not a normal job because you're dealing with millions of dollars in football and everything, but like that's not a good idea. <laughs> that, that's that's a little far. Let's let's dial it back a little bit. See what yeah, see what man, we can come up was, with. Yeah. What isn't there another one? Oh, the there's another untold about what? Florida Gators. Florida Gators. And I will yeah. be very excited Percy, to Percy see that Harvin one. in there. Yes. And, uh, the greatest coach of all time. Tim Tebow. Urban Meyer. Tim Tebow. His birthday today. Happy birthday, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is tuning in as we speak right now. Just like, oh, hey, Tim. thanks, guys. Yep, yep, yep. Hi, Tim. Yep. Uh, what do we got at the Viking age right now? Uh, well, what, the Vikings have a preseason game on Saturday? Uh, against yeah, the they do. Inside U.S. Bank Stadium. They got joint practices all week, so we'll be covering that uh, with the Titans. Um, just keeping an eye on the 
Hawkinson stuff. Keep an eye on Justin Jefferson's contract possibility. Uh, keep an eye on free agents. You know, Cream Hunt, Dalton Reisner. Who's the other guy? Darby. I think Darby actually visited somebody else today too. Can't remember who it was, but um, and then you know, coming up with fun ideas like you know maybe. Maybe the Vikings, the, the trade price for Trey Lance is lowering, so the Vikings should go after him now because people just love to talk about Trey Lance. No, they don't. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of good stuff over there. So keep an eye out for that. And I also wanted to like shout out. I want I wanted to do the beginning, but I forgot. But um, Arif Hassan, former Vikings reporter for every Vikings outlet, Daily Norseman, Zone Coverage, uh, Pro Football Network, The Athletic. He's done at Pro Fo- Football Network. He said they let him go um, today. And he started a newsletter. It's oh. called Wide Left Post uh, dot Substack dot com. So go check that out. I already subscribed because um, he's really good at what he does. And it's yeah. I, I believe it's a, a newsletter that covers all the NFL and with some politics mixed in. So you can subscribe or not. But if any if anyone's ever followed a reef, um, just go support that because. Uh, I feel like he's one of us, like come from the blogosphere and he made it to like get hired by the athletic and, and pro football network. Um, kind of got, got to the beat, which, uh, not a lot, not a lot of us have been able to do or maybe have wanted to do. Uh, but yeah, go, go check that out. Reef, Reef always does good work. So go check that out for sure. And follow the Viking Age, obviously. And I did check that out. Uh, the Titans actually worked out Ronald Darby. So like, oh, it could be a Ooh. WWE type, uh, <laughs> During practice, he's like, "Oh, one like, last thing oh. before we go." No, oh, I thought you were what, talking uh, about that, but go ahead. What? Uh, why they just kind of blah the the Jay Uso leaving? They're just like kick everyone in the face and then you go. Okay, and then you're done. That's a hell you. of a way to quit any job, though. It, it is kick everyone in the face. But I thought like go. maybe like they would like beat him to the pulp or something and like get it. That's usually how they write people off. I feel like, but this time it was just like Jay Uso like. Deuces, deuces, deuces. I saw a report that was like the real reason why Jay left, is, and someone was like, "Because he needed time off." I'm like, "That's <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not like devastating." Why the chicken cross the road? Um, yeah, and and we talked about. I think we talked about in the past, like how are they gonna? I think be able to get like the Usos all the way to, to WrestleMania. And you mentioned like how they stretch Mysterio, the Mysterios to WrestleMania. This is how you do it. You you get Jay off TV, have him come back for like the Rumble or something, and then. Uh, there you go. You've got WrestleMania Usos versus each other. I am very much looking forward to that and still waiting for that WrestleMania announcement at uh US Bank Stadium. Ooh. But um any day now. Come on, WWE. Any day now. <laughs> uh, but that is all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast tonight. It's the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. My name is Chris Shad. He is Adam Patrick, and we do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel, but you can listen to us on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But However, you consume us, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so we can spread the word, get more people in here, and uh, have some fun on these live shows. But for Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad. We'll talk to you next time on the Viking Age podcast. Deuces, ooses. <laughs>
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.